ESPN Honolulu brings you On Point with Artie Wilson. Brought to you by Ultimate Innovations, Artie Wilson and Associates, Hawaii State Federal Credit Union, and the Kahala Clinic for Children and Family. Aloha and welcome to the show. Happy Friday to everyone. And here's wishing you an absolutely fantastic Memorial Day weekend. And I hope you've had a great week. Looking forward to a, a good weekend. Monday's a day off. Tanner, will you be off? No. I think I have to run the news. Oh, my god. I'll have to be in here, but, hey, I mean, all I, all, I, all I get to do is press a couple buttons on the other side. Don't got to worry about talking. You're one of the essential workers. You see? That's how important you are. You are essential. You take care of all of us when we can take a day off. Now, to be quite honest with you, in real estate, I'm working on Monday, too. So I've got to show some property, take care of some business, and do the things that I do. It's been a great week in real estate. Uh, I need listings, big guy. So if fans are out there listening and you have an investment property or something you want to sell, give me a call because everything that has been touched has turned to gold so far and things are going fast. The market is booming. Interest rates are up. It has not slowed the market. It might slow it soon, but right now, Things are still very, very hot. Anyway, this is a sports talk show, so we're not going to get too deep into the real estate uh, world, but if you do have questions, you can always give me a call. 808-375-4600 is my cell number, and, of course, you can give us a call here on the show at 808-296-1420, which is the studio, and you can talk to me about what it is you want to talk about. Let's go to the phones and talk early, early with my good buddy, Sean. What's going on, Sean? How you doing, Marty? Well, the Warriors are there, and they look yeah. like they'll be playing uh, Boston if all goes according to the way it should go. Should be a good yeah. finals, I think. I think so, too. Uh, only... Uh um, only issue that I, I mean, I, I think the Warriors are going to have advantage because they'll have home court advantage. And so if they play chalk, Warriors win at seven. I'm hoping that's what happens. But I'd like to see a seven-game finals. Yeah, I would like um, to. I'd like to see a seven-game finals as well. I'm hoping that the the Boston can can win uh, tonight. Uh, Actually, I wouldn't mind it going back uh, to Miami for a Sunday game, to be quite honest well, with you, just to have something to well, watch on I Sunday. Saw, once I saw game five, I just tell Miami is spent. It's done. They're done. They just don't They don't have it. They, they don't have guys healthy or they can't. They could have been shots. I mean, they, I mean and some of the, as soon as I see these guys take shots, they go, oh, yeah, they're not, that's not going to go. Yeah. <laughs> it just... It looks horrible. I mean, and the, and the thing that bothered me is Bam Adebayo wasn't demanding the ball. Yeah. Let, what he did let me let me ask you this, Sean. What happened to Duncan Robinson? Well, he still needs space, right? And yeah, that, but he I mean, he was he was on. I mean, he was on fire shooting the basketball. Yeah. yeah. He, I I don't know. This this series, this one particularly, has been a head scratcher. Because I really thought it was going to be a lot more closer. We wouldn't have blowout, and uh, 
I thought both teams would perform well, but you yeah. know, it's it's been yeah. Well, right now I'm uh, I'm thinking that uh, Boston will prevail because I don't see Miami having having the firepower to score the basketball. Uh, in order to get a win, and then it will be Boston and Golden State. It should be very, very interesting going forward. Uh, I'm hoping tonight that we find and we see the Miami team come out with the Haslam-type effort, you know, where you just play hard-nosed, tough basketball, and if you go down, you go down fighting. You don't you don't lay over and go down. Yeah. I mean, that's something about Dallas. Dallas fought even in this uh, uh, game five. I would have loved to have seen that kind of fight on game three when, you know, they just didn't show up. And Golden State took it to them. Yeah. You know, I live in a more competitive series, but I, I think Dallas was spent for Phoenix. Yeah, I think Dallas, and, well, yeah, they. I think they – they accomplished something that they never thought they would by knocking off the, the regular season champ in the NBA. And emotionally, yep. I think they were spent. Physically, I think they were spent. And I think it was evident. And for all people who love Luka, Luka Doncic is a fantastic player. But at 23 years of age, he better dedicate himself to conditioning, nutrition, and cut some of that baby fat off of him so that he can play on both ends of the floor. He saves everything for the offensive end, and he does nothing defensively. Yeah. Although, funny thing is, the game they won, he dominated the boards. Yeah, but he yeah he dominated boards because the Warriors, they, they did not attack the glass like they normally do. And the Warriors, because they don't have the dominant big, they have to gang rebound. I mean, you see Steph Curry. You see Steph Curry at six three, grabbing rebounds in in uh, with, for the Warriors. Except Looney. Looney can have three guys oh. on it. He's still grabbing. Looney, Looney, Looney is is the twenty twenty two Dennis Rodman. He's not as quick and athletic as Dennis Rodman was, but he has the same tenacity and the desire and the want to that Dennis Rodman had. He's got hands. Like I, I haven't seen probably since Rod, since Rodman. Rodman when he used to put his hands on the ball, you was, couldn't get it from him. Yeah, it was his. It was his. He's it got was his. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Looney Looney is Looney has been the unsung hero and to be quite honest with you, Andrew Wiggins, who I have never been a huge fan of, stepped up, took the challenge of guarding Luca and did a fantastic job against him. Well, and he's played unbelievable. I mean, he's actually fit in and he's accepted his role and he's fine. I mean, it's that potential that they all talked about because when he was in Minnesota, I see nothing of this. Yeah. Well, I, I don't. I don't know if it, I don't know if it. It almost like like the game wasn't that important to him in reality. He was playing because he could play and because he made money, but I don't know if he had that desire and want to that he now has. And maybe that desire and want to has been fueled by playing with the likes of a Steph Curry and, and a Draymond Green and then watching watching the, the miraculous comeback of Clay Thompson, who, after two major surgeries and being out two years, rehabbed himself back into 
conditioned to play. He's still not what he was, but he's getting much closer. Oh, yeah, and he's still deadly. You can't give him space. Yeah. As soon as he comes on, if the ball's in his hand, he comes off of the screen. He doesn't need much. He'll let it go. And it's nothing but the bottom of the net. Well, the beauty, the beauty of, of what happened with Steph and, and, and uh, Clay Thompson is Steph reads Clay, understands Clay, and when he sees Clay has it going on, Steph works really hard to get Clay the ball at the right time, just like Draymond works really hard to get Steph the ball at the right time. It's kind of interesting. They know each other so well. Those three really work very, very well together. And, and what's interesting, Arby, is that Steph is the point guard, but Draymond leads the team in assists. Yeah. Well, Draymond, Draymond is so valuable because he does take care of the basketball and deliver the ball, sets great picks, but he, he also is the he's the alpha. He's the pit bull. He's the one that, that they yeah. let go off, and he, he, he's tough. He's physical. He's hard-nosed. He's got that dog in him. Every team needs a Draymond Green. Yeah, but it's what talents like Steph Curry. Steph Curry, that he's an assassin. I mean, you can't I, that, that smile and that you know that voice that, charm. Yeah, but deep he, down, I think he's a killer. He, he wants he, to win. Steph, he's got that point. Steph has he has what Michael had. He has what Larry Bird has. That that I want Kobe, I want to beat you at all costs, and I'll embarrass you, and I don't care. We can be buddies afterwards, but I want to work want you to over. Win. I don't mind. I don't mind embarrassing you. Yeah, I, I just wish more guys like that. Well, there's a there's a lot of guys. I mean, the difference, and I talk about this all the time. Little kids grow up, and and. The difference in, in becoming great and becoming just okay is a lot about mental and desire and want to. And there's guys, you know, you go from high school to college. There's some guys in college right now, great athletes, great players, but they don't have that little extra. And if you don't have that, that's hard to get unless you, unless you have something special and unique in your system. You know, if you... If, I, I do think there's disciplines and work ethic that, that it's just not teach enough. You know, people, I mean, like some of the naturally talented guys. And I think, to me, the guy I always think about, the big cat, Carl Anthony Thomas, he used to be a lot better. But he just doesn't seem disciplined enough. And he has natural talent. Well, he has to have, Carl Anthony Towns needs, he needs a mentor. Okay? He needs, he needs a guy that he respects and that he will listen to that can bust him up and tell him mentally and physically what he's got to do to be better and, and hold him accountable when he's not doing it. But, but every coach, every coach doesn't have that ability to bring the best out of some players because you've got to have a certain respect level. And there are some coaches that can't get the best out of players. Unfortunately. Yeah, well, speaking of that, what did you think of the all NBA team? And this is the first time, Artie, in 67 years that the first team, everybody was under the age of 27. 27. Yeah. No, no, I mean, I, I didn't have much of a, a beef with the all-NBA in all three of those, those squads. I, you know, I, I, uh, 
there's a couple I could have moved here and there, but for the most part, I, I was okay with it. Uh, Jason Tatum, I think he is a fantastic player. I just want to see, you know, sometimes, sometimes Jason Tatum frustrates me because I think he's a much better player than he is, and sometimes he just is like he doesn't think. Mentally, he just goes blank, and he'll just do something and then realize, why did I do that? I mean, he does, he does that. If you watch his expression, he'll throw a pass, and it's like, why would you even try to throw that pass? You know? the, the, only beef, the only beef I had, already was there were a couple of uh, players that weren't even honorable mention. P.J. McCollum was one of them. I was stunned that Damian Lillard get. I mean, I know that Damian was hurt, but he still played a good part of the early part of the season. And I was kind of surprised that he didn't get uh, honorable mention. Well, Damian Lillard, Damian, Damian, I mean, this coming season, this is a big season for Dame because yeah. there are some people in Portland even who think that Dame's best days and best years are behind him. So this this I, upcoming season I, is going to be critical. I keep thinking about Brandon Roy. Uh, oh. Every time I look at him, I always think of Brandon. It's like, that was the guy. That was the man. Yep. It just oh, kills me. The, the physicalness of his body giving on on, and yep. he, he he was a guy that you know he 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 stayed he lived clean he did all the right things and yeah just, he just you know. his body just didn't didn't uh, support his 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 skill set he was yeah. incredible when he was healthy but but his oh. body crashed and burned on him yeah yeah. yeah. All right, Sean. Well, look, I appreciate your phone call, man. I've got to take a break. We're going to have our good friend Derek Lowe come on and talk with us a little NBA basketball and, and right after this first break. But thanks for giving us a call. We'll be in touch with you, Sean. All right, we're going to take our first break, and then when we come back, we're going to effort to get our good friend Derek Lowe to talk a little NBA basketball. We'll, we'll be back right after this. ESPN Honolulu. All right, welcome back to the show. Let's go to the phones, talk to a good friend, one of the best to ever come out of the state of Hawaii, Derek Lowe. What's up, D? How are you doing? Artie, doing good, as always. Good, good, man. Good to hear your voice. How's everything going? Uh, it's going well, actually. Thank you. Good, good. You got your uh, your camps and your teams going on. Uh, you, you're giving back to a lot of young people here in Hawaii, and that's a beautiful thing. You're having a blast doing it, too, aren't you? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, it's kind of the only thing I know. You know, I, I, didn't, uh, I didn't study as hard as I could have, so I got to stick with basketball. Well, and that's a beautiful thing because <laughs> you're, helping, you're helping young people get better. And, and I think it's, uh, it's great to see, and I'm, I'm proud of you and things that you're doing, so that's very, very cool. Let's talk NBA basketball. Are you amazed at the playoffs? Uh, the playoffs have been going. The playoff games have been pretty, pretty good. I must say, yeah, it's been pretty incredible. Is how how impressive is it for uh, a former alum of your school, uh, Clay Thompson, to come back after two major surgeries, two years off, uh, having to rehab like he's had to rehab and come back from from leg injuries and and Achilles and everything, 
How impressed are you at his ability to get back and to compete at the level he's playing at? Oh, man. You know, I just think it just, I think it just shows you. I mean, first of all, for the Achilles injury, oh. that's the worst thing to get. Yeah. You know, I mean, that, that's a full year of, of, out, of being out and recovering. Um, but I think it just shows you how much of a specialist Clay is. I mean, when you can shoot the ball as good as he does, at a high clip, um, you know he's not the he's not the most athletic, but he gets the job done. He doesn't need to take too much dribbles. Yeah. He catches and shoots. If someone closes out, he gets one two dribbles. If he doesn't get all the way to the rim, mid range. So, I mean, it's it's been actually pretty incredible to see how well he's done coming off of that injury. You know, I the, I have said that Clay Thompson, even before his injuries, he was never to me athletic. He was, he was kind of a stiff 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six guy. You know, he, yeah. he was very rigid. He was stiff, but he was just a, just a perfect shooter. I mean, he shot the ball so well. So him coming back, he didn't have to come back and try and regain this athletic ability to fly over people or break yeah. you down. He just had to come back and do the things that he was very good at, and he's back. I think he's really back. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, shooting and playing defense. Yeah. Shooting and playing defense. I'll tell you a little story. Um, right when I graduated from college, uh, he was an incoming freshman, and uh, he spent the whole summer in Coleman when I was there. And, uh, you know, Coach Tony made him work out with me every day. So I had to drag him out of his dorm room because all he wanted to do was play video games. So I was like, no, 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 you're coming into the gym. You you you, you playing again one on one against me and then he, he he gave me the hardest time because he was like six seven right and he he wasn't as strong back then but right. he was long and and it, it was he gave me the most problems but yeah it was definitely fun and that's great bro he he uh you, you kind of you kind of tuned him up and got him ready as a young guy which is very very <laughs> cool I think that uh, is that is outstanding are you still I know you, I've talked to you in the past. You still have been, you were always a fan of Kyrie Irving, his ability to oh, break yeah. you down off the dribble. You still feel the same about Kyrie, that he can still get it done? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, all the off-the-court stuff, you know, I'm, I'm not thinking about any of that. I'm not thinking about the, the new Kyrie and his, you know, whatever he tends to say. But skill-wise, yeah, yeah skill-wise, Kyrie is the best, hands down, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, see, I'm I'm a huge Kyrie fan too. Now, there's been people talking about Ja, Ja Morant versus Kyrie Irving. Who would you want handling the ball, doing things? And I'm oh. I'm going. Mm. Ja may be a little fancier, but Kyrie is just. Whew, Kyrie can do things that that defy defy what people should be able to do. Oh, oh man, he's a magician with the ball. Yeah, I mean just. The way he manipulates it, and he—I I rarely see him lose control of the ball, no matter how quick he's going. And I mean, he's just shifty, and he's one of the best finishers in the NBA. Yeah, with both hands. Yeah, he finishes yeah. really well with both hands. But you got to give Ja Morant a whole lot of love because that little—that young dude is—he's—he's he's bringing another level of basketball, another style of basketball. He's doing something that people didn't think he could do. And and it's pretty. It's been pretty remarkable. Oh, that he's as, he's as athletic as they make him. I yeah. don't think they make anyone more athletic than that because yeah. that guy can with his speed and his body control and the way he gets up. Yeah. Oh my goodness. 
Well, and, and you know, it's kind of cool because I've been in touch with our boy, you know, Rashawn Brodus, who's on the staff yeah. at, at the Grizzlies, and and Rashawn works out with him and plays against him. He says he is cat-like. That's that's how he describes a jaw as far as handling the ball and the things he does with his body. If you imagine just the most athletic, I mean, when you watch cats jump and, and move, that's how he is with the basketball. So wait, so so before, Rashawn was our gauge for being cat-like. Yeah, now yeah. Rashawn is that Jaw is cat-like. You know, Jaw is about some different stuff. Huh? Yeah, no kidding, no kidding. Because <laughs> Rashawn, Rashawn was, Rashawn was exceptional when in his in his prime. He was exceptional. I actually, there was a time there. I had a pretty doggone good backcourt at, at in the summer league here with you and Rashawn in the backcourt. That's probably why we won so many. Because oh, I had two of yeah. the two of the best to come out of the state of Hawaii, who both could play on both ends of the floor, which was also a real pleasure to have. And then oh, I had then I had my Draymond Green in in Kavika Smith. Oh, uh, there you go. You need one on every team. On every team, absolutely, absolutely. Zion Williamson. They're they're saying he's been free to now play and to be competitive and to to, to really participate full on. Somebody's got to get to Zion and work with him about his 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 uh, his his health and and regimen and his nutrition and everything else because I really believe he's got to drop twenty five thirty pounds to be oh. the best version of Zion. And the the well, I mean yeah, I mean my thing is longevity. Yeah, right? if he stays at at this heavy weight, there's only so much his knees and feet can take the pounding, right? Yeah. But he is he is from a different planet as well. I mean, talk about Charles Barkley with much more explosiveness. Yeah. Well and if he could drop if he could drop you imagine him thirty pounds lighter or thirty five pounds lighter. He's not gonna lose his strength. And if he's yeah. got a if he's got a forty six inch vertical at three hundred and 10 pounds or 305 can you imagine him at 275 oh man i just feel sorry for his shoes or the court because that just takes a beating of him just landing a dot on there yeah it's pretty pretty amazing uh, let me let me let me hit this with you man because i'm curious your thoughts on this the the nba yeah. the new nba you know it's all the flopping and all the the antics, everybody, I mean, you touch a guy and they, they fall out like they got <laughs> shot. Drives me crazy because I'm old school. I'm really yeah. old school. Um, would you rather see the, the, the league change and go back to allowing a little more contact or are you a guy that wants to see them really free up everybody to be able to just shoot the ball from three and it's really a three-point game? That's all it is right now. Aww. I'm like you. You know, um, I like the contact, and I like, you know, when defenses um, are allowed to hand-check a little bit and play physical. Yeah. I mean, from a, com- from a competitive standpoint, I mean, right, you got to raise up. you got to go out there and compete. Yeah. You know, uh, if someone is up trying to get into me, then what, I, I, I'm not going to just rely on a foul call to, to flop or whatever. No, you got to play through it. And this is it's part of mental toughness, too. Absolutely. Right? So, so, so I'm on the... I'm on board about, you know, having a more physical game like how it was. Jordan yeah. Ruth. Give me the Jordan Ruth, but not as bad. Yeah, no, I get you. You can you can you can take it a step below the Jordan Ruth, but man, we've got to get away from the 
the, the guys flopping right now. I mean, everybody, guys, guys have perfected snapping their heads back when the when an elbow or forearm gets close to their face. They're not even being touched, but they can act it out and get the call, and it's pretty incredible. I think there was a play two nights ago where where uh, um, what's his name, the little guard from that trend that went from uh, Toronto to Miami. Um, oh, Kyle Laurie. Kyle Laurie. He snapped yeah. his head back like he got hit with an elbow, and it was two inches away from him, and he got the call. Yeah, I saw that one. I actually, I actually commented on um, Jordan Lawley's. Uh, he posted that video, and he asked everybody if that was foul or not. And I was like, I, I watched, and I was like, oh, I was like, uh, it, it, the, the elbow didn't touch him, so he he flopped. But the elbow did come up high, you know. Jalen uh, Brown did put it high. Right. But he didn't need to. Yeah, he didn't need to, but he didn't touch him. Yeah, you know, he didn't touch him, but he flopped. I mean, he moved his head back like he had gotten hit, and he got the call. And I'm going, come on, back in the day, and I'm sure you understand that. Back in the day, you played defense. You prided yourself on a guy not being able to knock you back on defense. I mean, yeah. if you were getting you were getting knocked back, you were getting punked, so to speak. You were you were like, man, come on, you gotta be tougher than that. Now, as soon as a guy gets hit once, he's falling back like he just got the biggest elbow in the middle of his chest, and and it's not even that physical. I mean, the guys guys bounce off of Luca like Luca is a he man. Now Luca is big and strong and heavy, but man, there are some guys who uh, Phoenix. Phoenix had nobody that wanted to play Luca, and that's why they're not playing in the finals right now. Mm-hmm. And it and it amazes me how guys don't take pride in being tough. I say it all started, and I remember sitting with with Irvin Magic Johnson at the Royal Hawaiian one day for lunch. It all started with Vladi, because Vladi Divac oh. started the the flopping when he was a yeah. big and couldn't take the physical punishment, and he started getting all those calls. I blame all of this on Vladi Divac. That's just me. <laughs> well, it's kind of the, it, it, it's funny because that's the Euro style. The Euro style is to flop and to show like you're being pushed, right? Yeah. But on the other hand, they allow everything in Euro ball. Like you saw, you know, when when the Americans played in the Olympics or the or the championships or whatnot, right. they struggled the first couple games because they were adjusting to the Euro rules yeah. of how physical it is. And it the is. Team defense and yeah. The, explain, yeah. explain that, Derek, because you played, what, 10 years over in Europe? Yep, correct. Okay. The European, I mean, they, they act, they flop. I mean, the it's, it's soccer on steroids in basketball because guys flop, but then it's very physical. Yes. So it, it's very physical. Um, so what I, from what I remember is, uh, you know, first of all, you're, you're full court pressing the entire game. So if you're a point guard, you got to pick up full court. You're asked to turn the ball handler as much times as possible, which is already work, unbelievably hard. Yeah. Like, geez. Um, so you're turning, you're turning, you're into him, you're bumping him, you're bumping him. And, um, and on screens, now on screens, <laughs> you can set any kind of screens you want. You can, you can move a little bit, you can... You can uh, slide. You can you can hit them. You can crack back. You can all of that. Uh, you know, it's pretty much everything goes on screen. So that's why you really got to be ready. And then when you when you're little and you're driving to the basket, rarely are you gonna get called for a, a you know foul uh, to go shoot free throws. You just 
be- better for me to just pull up with a floater. I don't yeah. need to go to the basket and fall down. Yeah, because you're going to get hit for sure. Yes. Yeah, no question. Let me ask you this: Are is it do 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 your teammates communicate when you talk about picking up full court and and being pressure pressuring the ball? If a screen is set, is there good communication between your teammates? That pick coming right, pick coming left type of thing, or do you have to oh. keep your head on a swivel? Oh yeah. Well, there has to be communication because if there's no communication and I get hit by a wall, yeah. then you know that big man is going to hear something from oh, me. <laughs> okay. 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 That's automatic. That's automatic. That's the number one rule. If you're putting on full court and your big, uh, the guy who your biggest guarding sets a screen, if he doesn't say anything. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's conversation. Okay, there's conversation. I got that. All right, man. Well, look, I appreciate you spending some time with us. It's always good to talk basketball with a guy who really understands the game, played it at a very high level, uh, and you're still giving back to this community. Thank you for joining us today and giving us a little of your knowledge and experience. Who wins between Boston and Golden State if it ends up those two? Oh, man, I had a feeling I was going to get this question. Uh it's pretty much going to be young dogs who are athletic and tall and long yep. versus a team that plays with so much chemistry and confidence. Uh, I might got to go with the vet, the veterans of uh, the Golden State. All right. Well, D. Lowe says it's Golden State that's going to win it regardless to if it's Boston or Miami. I think you would you would say that, right? Yep, yep. All right. I'm going to say Golden State, Boston, uh, Golden State. Yeah, I think so. I mean, seven, I hope it goes seven. Oh, yeah, that's always. we got to go seven. Gotta gotta go enjoy seven. It. Yeah, got to go seven because when it's okay. over, when it's over, it's over. Okay, mm-hmm. now who should be the coach? Last question. Who should be the coach of the Lakers? Oh, man. Uh, that's, that's a tough political question. I have no clue. Whoever they bring in, I just hope. You know what? It's a, it's a thankless job, right? They bring in. They've had good coaches. Yeah. But, I mean, when things go wrong, obviously that's the first person to blame. But I don't think that's, that's very right. fair. No, it's not right. You know? Yeah. Like, I mean, the players obviously are the stars, but they got to have some accountability too. LeBron, you got to have accountability. Yep. AD, uh, he's got to have accountability. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Jeannie, you got to have accountability. You're signing Isaiah Thomas. You're bringing in Darren Collison, who hasn't played for two, three years. Yep. You're bringing in all these guys. Like, what? I don't know what the deal is. Yeah, well, they their their front office has made some horrible decisions, and yeah. if they go, if they go and make another horrible decision, shame on them. All right, yeah. D, I appreciate you spending time with us, man. We got to take a break. We'll be back with more of On Point. Thanks, Derek Lowe. All right, all right. Take care. Listen to your favorite ESPN Honolulu shows on the Free Sideline Hawaii app. All right, welcome back to the show. Phone lines are open. 808-296-1420 is the number. Give us a call. Give us some thoughts. Tell us what you're thinking about in the world of sports. There is more going on than just basketball, but we'll continue to talk basketball because it is close to the NBA Finals, and uh, there's only going to be a couple more weeks of uh, basketball before October. So let's, let's continue on with our basketball discussion. The Lakers... The Lakers in need of a roster or a ro- roster changeover, makeover, and a head coach. 
I'm not a Terry Stotts fan. I'm sorry. I, I, uh, was it Kevin Garnett? Or it was somebody who came out and was, I mean, he, on social media, he had laughing emojis when they spoke about the choices that the Laker front office was looking at. Someone needs to explain to me why Mark Jackson is almost like blackballed from being a head coach in the NBA. I don't quite get it. Is it, I mean, what is it that he did or didn't do or what happened that would cause him to not be a strong candidate for an NBA job? And wouldn't he be perfect to be the Lakers head coach? That's just my opinion over Terry Stotts from Portland. No, I know all about that. That is no, no, no. We can't do that. The Lakers can't do that. I mean, it can't happen. I hope it doesn't happen. Let's got a, we got a caller here. Let's talk to Ken. What's up, Ken? Hey, first of all, happy Memorial Day to everybody. I hope y'all take a long weekend. You Thanks too. for taking the call, Artie. Uh-huh. I'm going to get the easy ones. Not the easy ones. I think that uh, Boston will take Golden State just because I like Jalen Brown and Tatum's length. And I think they're going to make Golden State play defense. So that means Golden State will win. I, I'm always wrong when I predict. As far as the Lakers, I think they should go with Darvin Ham because he's a veteran. I agree with you about Terry Stotts being a horrible coach for them. They'll fire him for the same reasons they fired Vogel. Right. Not that he can't coach. He's just not right. It's not yeah. going to work. Um, I also love the conversation we had with Terry Lowe. I agree with the Kyrie Irving assessment. As a Wizards fan, they'll never do it. But the smallest thing in the world would be to trade Bill for uh, Irving. Irving's better than Bill. Irving's a point guard. The Wizards need a point guard. They don't need to sign Bradley Bill, but that'll never happen either. And I'll let you talk last thing. Um, Clay Thompson, I was thinking about Max Struess and other guys, Garrison Matthews, guys that just shoot. I think Clay was lucky to be there after a guy named Steph Curry. Not that he's not talented, because Clay could play. But uh, I had something to hold up. What do you think about DeMarcus Cousins coming back from Achilles? And I'll listen for the rest. Well, yeah, DeMarcus Cousin came back, and he, he he did a great job. He's a big guy, but he didn't have to. He can be big and strong and do what he does. But DeMarcus Cousin, even even before his injuries, he was never a high flyer. DeMarcus Cousin was a brute. He was a bully. He played bully ball and had the ability to step out and shoot the ball. He was a lot quicker than, than he is now before his injuries, but DeMarcus Cousin was more of a bully than he was an athletic, uh, fluid big guy. I just marvel at Clay Thompson's, his, his, people don't understand how hard he had to work for two years to get back. And, and as Derek mentioned, that Achilles, when you have an Achilles injury, that is, I mean, the great Kobe Bryant came back from it, and he was 50%, 60% of himself. Uh, an Achilles can be, that's the, that can be the end of a career. And Clay Thompson, I mean, he's not back. He's probably, to be quite honest, 80%, 85%. He's not what he was, but right now he's starting to believe, and, and it couldn't have come at a better time than now. So it's going to be interesting to see. I hope it's Boston 
and Golden State because I think that would be a very competitive, very good finals. Do we have anybody else on the line? All right, give us a call. 808-296-1420 is the number. Ken, I appreciate your phone call. Um, Tanner, who should the Lakers hire, in your opinion? I know you you have an opinion here. Who should they hire for a head coach? Well, I was kind of on the same note as you before we got the final three finalists. I really liked Mark Jackson as a choice because it's not like he did anything bad when he was the head coach of the Golden State Warriors. He, he only he, led them to, what, a couple of Western Conference semifinals yeah, or yeah. finals. And, and they played he, – he almost instilled a certain defensive toughness that they didn't have before him. And – so I'm just mostly confused on how he didn't end up being a last a finalist because from all the talks I keep hearing, the three finalists are just Kenny Atkinson, Darvin Ham, Terry Stotts. And I agree with the sentiment that you and Ken are saying, Terry Stotts is just another Frank Vogel. That's right. That's all and he is. With at least with Darvin Ham or Kenny Atkinson, you're getting a new name into the into the head coaching pool. Both are coming from pretty good programs. Yeah. With the Bucks yeah. and the and Warriors, the they're yeah. pretty good, I think. Yeah. Right? They've yeah. done a couple of good stuff in the NBA recently. Yeah. No, I I think I think both those are. If uh, Terry Stotts would be number three on the list, if you pick the top three, and it's only those three, Terry Stotts would be my number three. I would probably go Darvin Ham, uh, Atkinson, and then uh, Terry Stotts. Terry Stotts is. If they hire Terry Stotts, it's it's Frank Vogel too. I would have I would have kept Frank Vogel over Terry Stotts because at least he has proven that he can get them a championship under the right circumstances. But I'm not. I mean, I'm not sure why they would why they would even consider uh, Terry Stotts. Now, here's here is a rumor. Here is a rumor. Mike D'Antoni is going to Philadelphia and Doc Rivers is going to the Lakers. What do you think about that, Tanner? Mike D'Antoni is going to be, the Lakers are going to get Doc Rivers and Mike D'Antoni is going to, to Philadelphia to reunite with James Harden and Joel Embiid is going to be stuck there with James Harden, Mike D'Antoni. And Doc Rivers is going to the Lakers. And Doc is not the answer for the Lakers right now. Doc isn't even the answers for the 76ers. There you go. Opinion. I agree. I think and Doc. Mike D'Antoni. Huh. Mike D'Antoni? Hey, they're saying Mike D'Antoni is a finalist. I mean, oh, not a finalist. He's in. He's a coach in waiting for the 76ers. I mean, yeah. When he was a head coach his first time around, his offense was revolutionary. You know, yeah. all that good stuff. You yeah. Know. Steve Nash, Sean Marion, Amari Stoudemire. Yeah, remember all but, those uh, guys, all those guys? They didn't win. They didn't win yeah. a championship. You know, I think I got this. I think I had a watch from back then, but it's probably deteriorated yeah. from okay. how old the watch is. Yeah, okay, same kind. I of mean, thing. like with Dan Tony's offense, that's slow that's, nowadays. Yeah, yeah, that's not. That's, that's a not, slow offense. Yeah, it's days. not progressive for sure. And what we're gonna make Joel Embiid the pick and roll master now? Yeah, all of yeah, a sudden? Yeah, yeah no. So. No. Dan Tony is a is if if Doc Rivers isn't the answer, like Dan Tony is, is like so getting far. a zero percent yeah. on a true or false quiz. Yeah, yeah. It's like it should be impossible to get zero yeah. percent on a true or false quiz no, unless right. you're intentionally trying to get it wrong. Yeah, 
Yeah, no question. All right, uh, question. Oh, well, do we have to take? We have to take another break, don't we? We have one more. Do I have a couple minutes? Let me let me just let me just put something out there. Zion Williamson has been cleared. He can play. He's under pressure to to show that he can be a professional and play a full season. Remember Gray Golden. Remember uh, Yao Ming. There's been some guys who have had foot and leg problems and never got to play. Will Zion be another one of those guys? And then let me ask, ask this other question because it drives me crazy. Why are there certain bigs that fall all the time? Anthony Davis, every time AD does something, he hits the ground. Maybe that's why he's always hurt because he's always falling down. Joel Embiid has turned into a guy that's hitting the ground an awful lot. Do you ever see Jokic hit the ground? Think about that. Jokic never hits the ground. That's probably why he gets the MVP vote. Hey, maybe that's it. I don't know. Because they see the 15 upright and they remember the they number. They remember the number. It's, it's, always, it's a lot it's easier standing. to see it upright. It's always standing. I hear you. Anyway, let's take our last break. Come back with the fourth quarter right after this. ESPN Honolulu, online at ESPNHonolulu.com. Welcome back to the show. We've got a caller on the line who has an idea about an L.A. coach. we got Paul on the line. What's up, Paul? Yeah, hi, hi, Artie. How are you doing? Thanks. I'm doing so, great. my call. Best weekend for you, uh, you and your, yours. Um, thank you, Tanner. Tanner, do a good job, you know. Oh, Tanner's really the man. Job. Tanner's the man. Yeah, yeah. So uh, my, my, my uh, suggestion as a transitional coach is Phil Jackson. Him and uh, what's her name? Jeannie, whatever. Jeannie they were dating one time off. So they, they should do, um, you know, he should be more than obligated to be like a transitional coach. Get them back on track. And that can be the next HBO Max series, the sequel to the uh, Lakers. Oh, you just you just making the, Hollywood. You just you just you just <laughs> no, playing no, with no, Hollywood. Phil Jackson would be a good transitional coach that they can get a real coach. Honorable mention Coach K. Coach K can can um, get them instead. And then last thing, uh, Artie, I don't want to take up too much. No more ex NBA players as coaches. No more Jason Kidd. I didn't like what he said. You know, he he was discombobulated. After the game, you know, it was stuff he was saying didn't make no sense. I heard uh, he, he was uh, the last ten minutes of the game. He was so embarrassed. Uh, he had they had pit bulls stand in for him at the end of the game. Okay, I'll listen off the air. Thanks. All right, appreciate it. Well, uh, Paul, you you went everywhere. You went with uh, Phil Jackson being the the interim coach at the Lakers. I don't agree. I don't think Phil Jackson is 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 ready to be a coach in the NBA right now at this point in time. He is retired and mentally and everything he is retired. No more NBA coaches. Let's see. Steve Kerr is with Golden State. He's an NBA coach. Uh Chauncey Billups is up in Portland and they've turned the corner and I think they're gonna be okay. I don't agree with you, Paul, that Jason Kidd didn't do a good job with the Dallas Mavericks. They played for the Western Championship, the division championship, with one player in Luka, uh, Jalen Brunson, and then a bunch of role guys. And he got them to play defense before before they, they I mean, they didn't play any defense. So I think Jason Kidd did a really good job. Uh, 
I'm not sure Phil Jackson could do it. I don't think Phil Jackson could do it, but I, I would take Jason Kidd over Phil Jackson. Also, it's, Phil Jackson played in the NBA. Yeah, yeah, he's a former player. So by his, your, by his own rule, he wouldn't be allowed to, to no, coach. No, no, no. Paul, I love you. Thank you for your call, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blow you up on that one. Bam, you can't have that. I can't co-sign it, but call us back anytime because we can always love to discuss things with you. Mark Jackson, in my opinion, would be the ideal coach for the Lakers at this point in time. You need a guy who's got a little dog in him. And Mark Jackson has a little dog in him because some of those players are not going to respect a guy who didn't play it or do it. Mark did it. He played it. He was tough in his day. He's from the city, and you need to have that. Now, let me just say this before we get to the conclusion of today's show. Luka Doncic, the game last night that they played against Golden State, Luka quit. Luka was... Luca, Luca, if 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 LeBron James, if any of the guys, Chris Paul had played like Luca did, there would be such criticism on them because Luca did not play to win. Luca was playing for himself. He didn't work with his teammates. He didn't get back on defense. And Luca is going to need to look, do a self-evaluation and do a mirror test because for everything he did offensively, defensively, Luka did nothing, and he didn't give effort or desire to get even in the game. If he did, they might have had a different result. So Luka's got work to do as much as people are in love with him. We've got one last caller. Ephraim, real quick. Ephraim, what's going on? Yeah. Go for it. Hey, how's it, Arnie? It's good, good. Real, real quick, hurry up. Yeah. Are you going to be uh, coaching summer league this year? I, there's no summer league this year. I wish I would. I mean, I wish we would get the summer league back. I've always enjoyed coaching that summer league. Uh, we've always competed real hard. There's no summer league. Maybe next year we'll get it going again. Anyway, uh, I've known you for a long time, since the 70s. You've never seen me in person yet, but uh, continue good health and the family and uh Hopefully one day I'll come and say hi if I can walk, yeah? <laughs> hey, you know what? Come see me anytime, my brother. I appreciate your call. I appreciate your, your well wishes and, and the best to you and your family as well. Memorial Day weekend. Enjoy it, everyone. Here's something else. Do I have what, a couple minutes? Okay, here's something I need to, need to share. Uh, condolences and my prayers and thoughts to all the people in Texas who were impacted by a senseless shooting of young people it, it is it has troubled me like it's troubled probably everybody for the last couple of days we've got to be better than this as a country as as humans when you know somebody has got some issues or some problems don't look the other way reach out help give give a call to some authority figure somebody someone had to know that that young man was having some real issues, and you can't keep it just to yourself because of you're embarrassed or you're ashamed. If you could help out and keep somebody like him from getting guns and going and doing what he did, we've got to do it. We've got to be better. The guy going up in Buffalo killing 10 black people because they were black, really? And then they're going to charge him, and he pleads not guilty, 
And now we're going to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to prosecute him and then put him in jail for the rest of his life and pay for his care. I'd rather use all that money to give the families of the loved ones who lost those 10 people because they are the ones who are hurting. Now, money does not change the hurt and the pain, but wouldn't it be a better use of funds to give it to those family members versus spending hundreds of thousands of dollars to convict a guy that people saw pull the trigger and kill people? Not guilty? Not possible. Anyway, Hawaii, I uh, had to get that off my chest, had to say that. If there are people here that are having issues and problems, reach out to someone, call someone, uh, don't don't hide it. I mean, there are people who are having some problems. COVID and the, and the isolation that we went through has impacted a lot of people. We need to be aware of that, and we need to be sensitive to it, and we need to respond to it. I thank you for listening. I thank you for being a part of On Point. We're going to take a, a couple breaks uh, for a little while, and we'll be back on the air soon. But have a great weekend, great Memorial Day weekend. Good luck to the Boston Celtics. Tanner, I know that's your team. Aloha, everyone. You've been listening to On Point with Artie Wilson on ESPN Honolulu. Brought to you by Ultimate Innovations, Artie Wilson and Associates, Hawaii State Federal Credit Union, and the Kahala Clinic for Children and Family.